What's good, you guys? It is your host, That Art Nerd, and you are listening to Shaking the Table. So first off, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you. I really, really do. I hope you're taking care of yourself, and I hope you're taking care of yourself for enough to really kind of be at a stable place for this conversation today because we are going to continue our conversations around stereotypes, particularly, not even particularly, it is all about stereotypes of the African-American people. But I am going to give you a um, trigger warning, PSA, whatever you want to call it, for what this episode is going to be about. It is about a stereotype of the black man, but it's about a stereotype that we see all too well. We are going to be discussing the brute stereotype. That's B-R-U-T-E, the brute stereotype that has derived into what we would consider or what society calls the stereotype of the modern day thug, T-H-U-G. So, Trigger warning, stereotype ahead. Um, we're going to go ahead and get this commercial out the way so we can just be uninterrupted in our table shaking. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Shaking the Table with your host, that Art. Okay, so I'm going to open up with two quotes by some very, um, I guess as it was called, Negrophobic writers. So one is a quote from writer Charles H. Smith. And this is from like the like 19, excuse me, 1890s. A bad Negro is the most horrible creature upon the earth, the most brutal and merciless. When it produces a brute, he is the worst and most insatiable brute that exists in human form. Another quote from George T. Winston. When a knock is heard at the door, a white woman shudders with nameless horror. The black brute is lurking in the dark, a monstrous beast, crazed with lust. His ferocity is almost demonolical. A mad bull or tiger could scarcely be more brutal. A whole community is frenzied with horror, with the blind and furious rage for vengeance. This is not a fictionist Writings. These are writers, but this is not them writing a story. This is not them writing a horror flick or something, or at least not in what we would say is a horror flick. This is gen- generally what was thought about Black men when it came to the brute stereotype. And the brute is essentially a stereotype that states that Black men are innately savage and they are animalistic, they're destructive, they are criminals, that they just are uncontrollably dangerous and murderous and rapists. That was a big thing. Oh my gosh, that was a big thing, is this idea that Black men couldn't control themselves, particularly around white women, that they just wanted them so badly and because they were more so animalistic than anything else they would take it you know they would rape them um think about your Emmett Till's and just think about Emmett Till's story in and of itself they're 
was no trial, was nothing. It's just you have this white woman who says that this young black kid, and I will say kid, he was a child, but hey, that you don't get to have a childhood when it comes to America, when it becomes, when it turns to people of color, when it comes to African-American people specifically, there is no child. You are a baby and then you are a threat. That's it. And that is why this, even though all of these stereotypes that I've already talked about are detrimental, I think we can all say there is a gravity and a heaviness to the brute stereotype because in my perspective, it is essentially the most dangerous because it quite literally correlates to death. Emmett Till had a horrible, tragic, brutal, the irony in calling us brutes and this mob of white men completely just obliterating this black kid. And we're called brutes. Unfathom. And we already know that she lied and that's a whole thing. They're just like, just like, please do not get me on that tangent right there. But the stereotype of the brute is what was used to justify lynching. So I'm going to get on my soapbox for just a second and actually give a sidebar. When we talk about things like obey the law, it is only, <coughs> excuse me, it is only recently as in like within the past few years, that lynching became known as a hate crime. Full stop. Back when lynching, and for those of you who do not know, which I can't imagine that being the case, but let's just assume for kicks and giggles that you do not know what lynching is. Lynching is a mob, particularly a mob of white men. Let's just say where two or three gather, And there's more to hang, castrate, harm, murder, and kill gruesomely black people for no other crime than being black. It is being the judge, the jury, the executioner, everything. And they could do it simply because they had a bad day. And honestly, that might be giving way much more credit to these villainous criminals, because I'm going to call them what they are. It's giving them way more credit because that implies that they actually had somewhat of a reason. Not saying a good reason, but somewhat of a reason. Where usually, not even usually, because I'm even in my dialect, I'm giving too much credit. They had no reason and no right, except for the fact that a black man And we see brute because I'm going to kill them because they're black. And we see that today. We see that even today. And this is why I gave the trigger warning because some of these stereotypes, even though they are all prevalent today, have somewhat of a distance in what's happening Today, we can at least see it as somewhat distant, not completely, not fully, absolutely not. But this stereotype right here hits close to home. And the point I made was making about the lynching and 
and following the law. That was not against the law at the time. So to tell people to, you know, if you're doing this, like the law is right, the law is just, the law is on your side. No, the law is not always moral. The law is not always right. It is literally killing us. This is not a fictitious killing. This is not a circumstantial or this is, this is quite literally to fear for your life for a routine traffic stop for any interaction with the runaway slave patrol. I mean, with the police, with any interaction with them to know that you can quite literally be killed Judge, jury, executioner. Because you are thought to be a threat. I feared for my life. I thought they had a gun. They looked suspicious. What are you doing in my neighborhood? You do not belong in my neighborhood. I know everyone who lives here. Oh, let me move my purse to the side. Let me typecast and assume that if there is a crime that happens, it is going to come from the Black person, specifically from the Black man. Let me accuse. Let me be in his face. Let me say I feared. And it's quite funny to me how fearful white America is of the Black man and of the Black people, yet they, in their alleged fear are the aggressors. Quite funny to me, but I digress. This is a heavy one, you guys. This is a heavy one because it doesn't feel, even in this moment, it doesn't feel like I'm talking about a stereotype of, oh, this happened and you can read about it and how it derived. This feels like today. (laughs) And it's called the brute, but it's quite literally the same thing. It's derived into the thug because that holds its own weight. It holds the same weight as the brute stereotype. When anyone calls a black man a thug and you just let that marinate, we know what you are saying. You are saying this is a criminal This is a thief. This is someone who deserves death. They are no good. They are just animalistic. They are not human. They are not human. If you or anyone you know has said, oh, comply with the police. And I'm just using these examples, so bear with me. But have said, comply with the police. Or I have said anything along the lines of, well, you know, if you didn't have this, that, and a third, or have justified any of these killings, as the media says, as, well, they weren't perfect. They were no angel. They had X, Y, and Z in the back. They had weed. They had whatever. They smoked once. They got in a school fight when they were in the third grade, whatever the case may be, to justify the thug mentality. And to justify this idea that black men 
specifically our Black men, are dangerous and deserve death. As a Black woman, we are seen on the bottom of the totem pole. We have two strikes against us. We are women, and we all know women in America are considered second-class citizens. Let's just be real about that. And then we are Black women. So being Black, in a sense, like, we have our own stereotypes that come for us. But unlike our Black men, we are not considered a threat, at least not in the same way as Black men are. Walking down the street, just existing, is considered threatening. If you, if you as a non-person of color, as a lighter melaninate person, and I'll just leave you with this, have never felt the need to have a conversation with your child or sibling or anyone of that nature in regard to how to act in public so that you can come home safely, so that I can see you the next day, if you've never had to be cognizant and aware of the color of your skin just to move through regular, what should be regular social situations to make sure that you survive to see another day, if you've never had to do that, do not, do not come for Black people or degrade what we experience. And do not have children with them if you're not ready to have that conversation either because your mixed child is still going to be Black and is still going to have to experience that. So I will leave you with that stereotype and how dangerous that stereotype is. Honestly, I have nothing else to say but to hug your Black men. Hug the Black men in your life. Love the Black men in your life. Support the Black men in your life because this is a dangerous stereotype and it needs to be addressed. Love you guys. You're listening to Shaking the Table with that art here.